18 is so powerful because it reveals a lot to us that can truly you know embellish our faith our journey with God Jesus you know was speaking to the disciples and he he, he was prompted by the spirit to communicate this hidden truth to them and he said to the disciples, what do you think? Because there's really a mindset about when you have plenty of things and one gets missing, or one gets destroyed, or whatever. And the tendency is to say, ah, why should I bother? Right? Amen? Amen. Why should I bother? If you have a hundred car, and they say one got accident and completely destroyed, you don't even ask where. Because you have still have 99. If you cry too much for that one, they say, ah, ah, why are you crying too much? God has blessed you with 100 cars and one just destroyed, and you are now behaving as if the whole world has come to an end. Are you not selfish? Will that not be the language they will communicate to this person? So that's the general mentality that once you have plenty of things and you, you get, maybe you lose one, you will not, you will not weep. To, to that point, okay? That's the mindset of humanity. Now, the devil himself, too, knows that he has lost in the battle. He knows that he cannot, you know, execute his will again. So what he's trying to do is to see how he can capitalize on little, little spaces that is left to see how he can take advantage, even if he can get one or two souls, he will still console himself that he is not going alone, right? He will not sink alone. You know, those days when we're in school, especially when we're in primary school and all that, you know, we all we, we all grew up in the in the village where school is perfect, you know. You know what I'm talking about. That if after uh, the exams they give you a report card, you know, before you go, they will call the results and uh, those who took first they come and receive a word and all those things not like today that all oh, things have been mixed up and then if if there's massive failure eh, if you discover that maybe the class is 30 and they said 20 failed or 15 failed and you are among those who failed thank god that i'm not the low one who failed at least we are many you use that to console yourself you know that is the kind of mentality to have. But if maybe it, were, it was only you that failed, ah, it will pain you more. Okay? So the devil said, at least, you know, God wanted me to go to hell and suffer the Lord, but at least I'm not going uh, alone. At least two or three of his own is coming with me. He's ready to be comfortable with that, and as far as he's concerned, he is a winner by the fact that he was able to go there not alone. So Jesus is revealing to us here that God himself have made up his mind, praise the Lord. Amen. He must catch this. He must catch this. We must understand these mysteries. They make a lot of difference in your life. I tell you, God himself is not really even ready to compromise one. He's not ready. Now let's ask them, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 in the, in the hills 
and go in search of the one that went astray. And he finds it, I say to you, he rejoices over it. More than the other 99 that never went astray. Now say, so it is the will of my father who is in heaven. It's not the will of my father in heaven that one of these should what? Perish. That's how God thinks about you. He's not ready to give up on you. No matter what the devil has done around your life, rubbished you, made you lazy, confused you, battered you, God is not ready to give up on you. He will leave the heavens in search of you. That's the kind of God we have. There's no written off in his book. As long as we are still on this earth realm that have capacity to make choices, he will not give up on you. Even when you give up on him, he will give up on you. Why? Because we worth a lot. We don't even know who we are as human beings. You only see yourself based on your skin and the life you are living here. So you have, you have a reduced value of yourself. And that is what is accessible to you. But it will shock you on the day this flesh falls off. You will see who you are in God. And how you will discover how you have impoverished your life all these years when you put on flesh. You will be the one to torment yourself for not living up to who you were supposed to be. He said, don't you know you're worth more than hundreds of sparrows? If you understand your worth, the things you crave for, you not crave for them again. The things you think that I have value will not make sense to you again. The things you fight for, the things you die for, the image you want to create for yourself, you will see they are all rubbish. One of the philosophers says, man, know thyself. Man has no known himself yet. And the more you know yourself, the more your life takes shape, the more your cravings change the more your perception becomes sharp, the more you can see beyond what others are dying for. Life begins to have a new vista for you. The pride of life makes no sense to you. The cravings of concupiscence becomes useless. You don't understand who you are. That's why the key to self-discovery is journey in the Holy Spirit. It's personal journey in the Holy Spirit. He will begin to give you the files of your different portals. You don't know what is inside of you. You don't know your worth in the spirit. You don't know your position in the spirit. I tell you, the moment you begin to discover, nobody will push you. You pity others who are dying for, for chips and for things that make no sense. It will shape you up. And so Jesus is revealing this to us to make us understand that if the Father cannot give up on us because of who we are in Him, then how do you carry yourself? How do you respond to life? What is your journey of life like? To what degree is your life being shaped off? Based on your worth. These are things that when we reflect on them, it will quick us to yield. I refuse to be who I think I am now. There's another me that is in me that God desires to see. You will metamorphose. That is why when you begin to journey with God in this dimension, spiritual growth becomes an investment in God that you must take up in your life. 
You must grow spiritually. You can't just remain the same person all the time. The same language, the same character, the same personality. You cannot. You must grow. And you are the one to take that personal journey. Nobody will force you into it. Nobody will force you. And the earlier you begin to grow, the better. Because certain things in your life can never manifest until you have shed off and manifested that dimension. If the saints grew, why won't, why, won't we, why, why won't we grow? The saints, they saw it. And you could see they left stains, both mentally, emotionally, bodily, and even physically. And it's only when they began that journey that the life began to make sense to them. We live in a world where the devil has so blinded human beings that they don't even know their worth. Suicide everywhere, confusion everywhere. People are sad, depressed, being tormented by all kinds of things. Marriage is being broken up. It is like a, 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 a caricature of reality. Go to parishes, all kinds of frenzies are happening. People are confused. People go for mass and go back more empty than they came. What is going on? We think it's normal. And so if God is interested in us, the devil himself will invest his interest where God has interest. That's why he will go after you. He will manipulate you. Few, for a few days now, God has been unveiling to me different quarters of altars, different type of diabolical altars that have been erected in this country and all over the world. They are networking to keep men hostage. You are alive, moving around with no chains in your hand, but you are a hostage. Mentally, you'll be monitored every day. You go to bed and wake up reprogrammed. You think you're still you the same person, but you have changed. Things are going on. And the Holy Spirit is quickening the church to wake up and take authority. And the church is sleeping us, snoring their life away. God in heaven is, is feeling so bad. I have what, what else am I to do for you to wake up? I gave you my son. I've invested all my resources in my son and I've given him to you. What else am I to do? We can't afford to fail him. We can't afford. We must call a spade a spade. We must take our rightful positions and do the necessary. The, necessary. the Holy Spirit is eager to raise a church glorified. If we worth nothing, why would the Holy Spirit leave the place of, of the Trinity and is constantly with the church? Has he gone back? He's still hovering over the world every day. From north to south, he's hovering, looking for who we yield. If you don't yield, he can't do anything. Because he's a gentle spirit. He's a gentle spirit. Also, you must take your personal growth with God very seriously. We must not allow the culture of the world taint us and confuse us. We are not the same with them. We are different. We are different. You must announce it to yourself, your environment. I am different, and you must act what differently. You must shine that glory in your life. People must see that the hand of God is upon your life. They see the wounds the world has done with you. Very important. And so, we are this master who are coming to the Father. To tell that as he values us, and as he's not ready to compromise on us, and as he's not ready to give up on us, that even 
he will leave the rest and pursue us. And when he gets us, he will not start beating us and slapping us. But as the scripture says, hmm, he will rejoice over it. So, let us tell him true. I will not give him heart attack. Let us show him that, yes, that having heard his word, we will stand with him and make him proud. 18 is so powerful because it reveals a lot to us that can truly, you know, embellish our faith, our journey with God. Jesus, you know, was speaking to the disciples and he, he, he was prompted by the Spirit to communicate this hidden truth to them. Whenever he said to the disciples, what do you think? Because there's really a mindset about when you have plenty of things and one gets missing or one gets destroyed or whatever. And the tendency is to say, ah, why should I bother? Right? Amen? Mm. Why should I bother? If you have a hundred car and they say one got accident and completely destroyed, you don't even ask where. Because you have still have 99. If you cry too much for that one, they say, ah, ah, why are you crying too much? God has blessed you with hundred car and one just destroyed, and you are now behaving as if the whole world has come to an end. Are you not selfish? Will that not be the language they will communicate to this person? So that's a general mentality that once you have plenty of things and you, you get you, maybe you lose one, you will not you will not weep to to that point. Okay, that's the mindset of humanity. Now the devil himself too knows that he has lost in the battle. He knows that he cannot, you know execute his will again. So what he's trying to do is to see how he can capitalize on little, little spaces that is left to see how he can take advantage. Even if he can get one or two souls, he will still console himself that he is not going alone, right? He will not sink alone. You know those days when we're in school, especially when we're in primary school and all that, you know, we all, we, we all grew up in a in the village where school is perfect, you know, you know what I'm talking about. That if after uh, the exams, they give you a report card, you know, before you go, they will call the results. Uh -huh. Those who took first, they'll come and receive a word and all those things. Not like today that all things have been mixed up. And then if, if there's massive failure, uh, if you discover that maybe the class is 30 and they said 20 failed or 15 failed, and we are among those who failed. Thank God that I'm not the only one who failed. At least we are many. You use that to console yourself, you know? That is the kind of mentality to have. But if maybe it, were, it was only you that failed, ah, it will pain you more, okay? So the devil said, at least, you know, God wanted me to go to hell and suffer the alone, but at least I'm not going uh, alone. At least two or three of his own. He's coming with me. He's ready to be comfortable with that. And as far as he's concerned, he, he's a winner by the fact that he was able to go there not alone. So Jesus is revealing to us here that God himself have made up his mind. Praise the Lord. 
You must catch this. You must catch this. You must understand these mysteries. They make a lot of difference in your life. I tell you. God himself is not really even ready to compromise one. He's not ready. Now let's ask them, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 in the, in the hills and go in search of the one that went astray? And he finds it, I say to you, he rejoices over it. More than the other 99 that never went astray. Now say, so it is the will of my father who is in heaven. It's not the will of my father in heaven that one of these should what? Perish. That's how God thinks about you. He's not ready to give up on you. No matter what the devil has done around your life, rubbished you, made you lazy, confused you, battered you, God is not ready to give up on you. He will leave the heavens in search of you. That's the kind of God we have. There's no written off in his book. As long as we are still on this earth realm that have capacity to make choices, he will not give up on you. Even when you give up on him, he will give up on you. Why? Because we are worth a lot. We don't even know who we are as human beings. You only see yourself based on your skin and the life you are living here. So you have, you have a reduced value of yourself. And that is what is accessible to you. But it will shock you. On the day this flesh falls off, you will see who you are in God. And how you will discover how you have impoverished your life all these years when you put on flesh. You will be the one to torment yourself for not living up to who you were supposed to be. He said, don't you know you're worth more than hundreds of sparrows? If you understand your worth, the things you crave for, you will not crave for them again. The things you think that I have value will not make sense to you again. The things you fight for, the things you die for, the image you want to create for yourself, you will see they are all rubbish. One of the philosophers says, man, know thyself. Man has not known himself yet. And the more you know yourself, the more your life takes shape, the more your cravings change the more your perception becomes sharp, the more you can see beyond what others are dying for. Life begins to have a new vista for you. The pride of life makes no sense to you. The cravings of concupiscence becomes useless. You don't understand who you are. That's why the key to self-discovery is journey in the Holy Spirit. It's personal journey in the Holy Spirit. He will begin to give you the files of your different portals. You don't know what is inside of you. You don't know your worth in the spirit. You don't know your position in the spirit. I tell you, the moment you begin to discover, nobody will push you. You pity others who are dying for, for chips and for things that make no sense. It will shape you up. And so Jesus is revealing this to us to make us understand that if the Father cannot give up on us because of who we are in Him, then how do you carry yourself? How do you respond to life? What is your journey of life like? To what degree is your life being shaped off? 
based on your worth. These are things that when we reflect on them, it will quick us to yield. I refuse to be who I think I am now. There's another, another me that is in me that God desires to see. You will metamorphose. That is why when you begin to journey with God in this dimension, spiritual growth becomes an investment in God that you must take up in your life. You must grow spiritually. You can't just remain the same person all the time. The same language, the same character, the same personality. You cannot. You must grow. And you are the one to take that personal journey. Nobody will force you into it. Nobody will force you. And the earlier you begin to grow, the better. Because certain things in your life can never manifest until you have shed off and manifested that dimension. If the saints grew, why won't, why, won't we, why, why won't we grow? The saints, they saw it. And you could see they left stains, both mentally, emotionally, bodily, and even physically. And it's only when they began that journey that the life began to make sense to them. We live in a world where the devil has so blinded human beings that they don't even know their worth. Suicide everywhere, confusion everywhere. People are sad, depressed, being tormented by all kinds of things. Marriage is being broken up. It is like a, 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 a caricature of reality. Go to parishes, all kinds of things are happening. People are confused. People go for mass and go back more empty than they came. What is going on? We think it's normal. And so if God is interested in us, the devil himself will invest his interest where God has interest. That's why he will go after you. He will manipulate you. Few, for a few days now, God has been unveiling to me different quarters of altars, different type of diabolical altars that have been erected in this country and all over the world. They are networking to keep men hostage. You are alive, moving around with no chains in your hand, but you are a hostage. Mentally, you'll be monitored every day. You go to bed and wake up reprogrammed. You think you're see, you see the same person, but you have changed. Things are going on. And the Holy Spirit is quickening the church to wake up and take authority. And the church is sleeping us, snoring their life away. God in heaven is, is feeling so bad. I have what, what else am I to do for you to wake up? I gave you my son. I've invested all my resources in my son and I've given him to you. What else am I to do? We can't afford to fail him. We can't afford. We must call a spade a spade. We must take our rightful positions and do the necessary. The, necessary. the Holy Spirit is eager to raise a church glorified. If we worth nothing, why would the Holy Spirit leave the place of, of the Trinity and is constantly with the church? Has he gone back? He's still hovering over the world every day. From north to south, he's hovering, looking for who we yield. If you don't yield, he can't do anything. Because he's a gentle spirit. He's a gentle spirit. Also, you must take your personal growth with God very seriously. We must not allow the culture of the world taint us and confuse us. We are not the same with them. We are different. 
We are different. You must announce it to yourself, your environment. I am different, and you must act what differently. You must shine that glory in your life. People must see that the hand of God is upon your life. They see the wounds the world has done with you. Very important. And so, we are this master who are coming to the Father to tell that as he values us and as he's not ready to compromise on us and as he's not ready to give up on us, that even he will leave the rest and pursue us. And when he gets us, he will not start beating us and slapping us. But as the scripture says, hmm? he will rejoice over it. So, let us tell him true. I will not give him heart attack. But I'll show him that, yes, that having heard his word, we will stand with him and make him proud.